0: Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started.
1: Hey guys, Maria Menunos here. Before your favorite TV after show begins, we want to let you know about my new show on SiriusXM Stars Channel 109. It's called Conversations with Maria. And it's live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Go to conversationswithmaria.com for more info. Buzz you later. You're
2: tuning into the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the 88th Annual Academy
0: Awards coverage here on AfterBuzz TV. Woo-hoo. I'm your host, Steve Kaufman. You can find me on Twitter at Steve Kaufman, K-A-U-F-M-A-N-N. Thank you so much for joining us live on YouTube or downloading our podcast on the interwebs through the iTunes store. I said the interwebs. Yeah. Yeah. Did not He's take me there. long to lose <laughs> any seriousness I had. We know what you're talking I talking about.
3: It. I loved it.
0: I'm not alone, but I'm not <laughs> the only voice here, Yes. <laughs> starting to my left.
3: Hey guys, I'm Zoe Hewitt. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Zoe said what, that's Z-O-E said what, and to my left.
4: Hi guys, I'm Samantha so You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Samantha underscore Benitez.
1: What's up everybody? It's your girl, McCall Hall. You can find me on Instagram and on Twitter, and now on Snapchat oh. at So McCall Hall when sports and pop culture collide.
0: So, the Academy Awards just happened, the Oscars just happened, around the table, I just want to get everyone's first thoughts about the whole show, Mm -hmm. and then if there were any snubs or anything that just, what you think the big takeaway from the show is. First person to say something. Ooh, ooh, me. <laughs> I, thought,
3: <laughs> I thought they did a great job. I was really impressed. I think that they had a long road to haul, really, because, you know, we've heard so much. This Oscars so wide. I mean, you can't have gotten to the Oscars tonight without hearing that tag. Mm-hmm. And so they were between a rock and a hard place of are we going to address it or just sweep it under the rug and pretend it never happened. And I think they had a really nice balance. So my yep. takeaway was good job, and I loved the sets. I thought they were gorgeous.
0: And with a host like Chris Rock, you knew they weren't going to avoid it. Right. Yeah. Totally. You, you can't avoid much with Chris Rock. Yeah,
4: you know? he goes
3: in. But it's it was done tastefully too.
1: Yeah,
4: they did. I felt like everything, the humor tonight was done very, you know, classy and tastefully, and I really enjoyed the show. I liked it from beginning to end. The presentation was good, and I felt like it wasn't really dragging at any points. So I didn't find myself like, "Come on, get to the best actor. I want to know if Leo's going to take home the <laughs> award or not." So I felt like they had some good performances as well so all over I'm impressed
1: yeah yeah absolutely the production was great the production was great to your point sometimes the Oscars get kinda of slow but they had mm-hmm. some great segments and whatnot but Chris Rock came out the gate he gave us what we wanted he he mm. gave us that risque he took it there because of the Oscar so white hashtag mm-hmm. and overall I think they did a nice job of incorporating diversity except for one part and we will get to that.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, do okay.
0: we want to do it right
1: now? I think yeah we can... I want to know
0: what's
3: yeah, on your yeah. mind
1: Stacey Dash is an idiot. Um, I'm not quite sure why she was allowed to even grace the stage of the Oscars. I get the joke. I understand mm-hmm. that you know, naming her this this parody, this this joke, uh, d- president of diversity for Academy mm-hmm. Awards outreach. I know that was the joke, but you can have the butt of the joke, mm-hmm. have the punchline, and the person doesn't have to be there. Yeah,
0: well, because the punchline only makes sense, and it got a, like the actual punchline. Although a lot of people didn't laugh because it was clear he was leading to a person to come out. But right. the actual punchline of Stacey Dash being in charge of this was a funny punchline. Yeah. And would have gotten a laugh on its own merit.
1: I agree. It, it would have been funny on its own merit, but the second she graced the stage, well, I think myself and the rest of Twitter went, girl, what? Because then that's not, on uncomfortable then it's real not fast. funny. Because yeah.
0: yeah. then it's no longer funny because she's mm-hmm. ultimately the butt of the joke. She's ultimately the butt of the joke, so she can't she can't be there. Like, if I made a joke about Bill Cosby right now, we don't mm. laugh hysterically. Yes, If, we Bill, Co- if Bill Cosby <laughs> came out before the punchline was over... We'd be like... We would yeah. all not stop drinking Cricket, our drinks. Yeah. yeah. Um, also... You <laughs> did
1: didn't think, anybody see Chrissy Teigen's face? I didn't. No, what face. did she do? The same face she always does. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> not sure what to take of it, right? No.
0: Or there was also... Um, the the weekend, which that's his name. His name is the weekend. Friday to Sunday. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but him and explain. his whatever his ha- whatever he calls hair. Right. He he. There was a gif going around of his reaction to that. That was pretty much everyone's reaction of just like.
1: Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. yeah. Oh no. You no, know, look. I get that it's a joke. I get that it's supposed to be funny. But here's the deal. There are countless actresses of all different colors and shades that have not had the opportunity to grace the stage of the Oscars as a Mm -hmm. presenter, as an award winner, as a nominee, as anything. And you would give Stacey Dash that opportunity? That's what disappointed me. She got an opportunity tonight to wear a gown and be the Mm -hmm. center of attention, Mm
0: -hmm. even if she was the butt of the joke wasn't feeling it Mm -hmm. i can't deny that that's that's right and then for all the things all the crazy things she said up until now Mm -hmm. and then for the joke to not even be funny like i would have put a a lot of that aside if the joke were crafted in a way where she was okay with being a butt of the joke but like her actual joke that she came in was like i'm celebrating black history month like that wasn't even funny, and we're beating a dead horse with this one. Yeah, mm-hmm. but we can move on. But that's the that's the big takeaway. Stacy
1: Dash, you are now
0: irrelevant because officially. that was because that was the one jeer. There's a lot of cheers tonight for like mm-hmm. produced segments for mm-hmm. this show and how they've handled a lot. That's the jeer. Yeah, of just like oh man,
1: I'm glad we got the bad out of the way. Yeah, like, yeah. there's a lot of good. There's, there's a, lot, a lot, lot of positives. Of there's there's no weight, I
0: think so. <laughs> speaking of the positives, Chris Rock comes out. Well, before that, we have a montage with. I would say this montage was about half and half of movies that were nominated and movies that were hardly nominated. That's Mm -hmm. what I was trying to
1: figure out. I saw about seven clips from the N.W.A. straight out of Compton movie. I'm (laughs) like, it was only nominated for one thing, y'all. Because
0: (laughs) although they do this all the time with their opening montages, it's a celebration of 2015's year in film. Right. So I understand them showing all of the important films. Of 2015, but then Chris Rock comes out and immediately calls it out. He's like, "I saw like 15 black dudes in that picture in yeah. that montage. <laughs> None of them were nominated." I was thinking the same thing the whole time. And then he just rapid fire. Like, I'll just pull out some of my favorites. Last thing I need, or a lot of people are saying I need to cancel this job, and he's like, "Last thing I need to do is lose good. another job to Kevin Hart." Right? <laughs> right?
1: That was funny. That, that was, was funny. good. Because you know Kevin Hart's coming for that spot.
0: He said it on the red carpet. He was like, it's a personal goal of mine to host this show.
4: Yeah, even Kevin was laughing right after he said it. So I was like, yeah, he's probably right. Like, Kevin could definitely do a great job in the future. I wouldn't mind seeing that
0: at all. Yeah, possibly next year. Yeah, Possibly next year if they don't keep Chris Rock. It sounds like they're going one-shots.
4: He did a great job, though, th- today. I was so impressed. I felt like he was just hilarious. Like, even in his opening montage, just the jokes. And I felt like he just got the audience to all feel comfortable, despite there being this elephant in the room after all mm-hmm. this controversy up to the award show. So I thought he just did a, such a great job of unifying the room and making it feel like, okay, we're here tonight, we're still going to mm-hmm. try to celebrate mm-hmm. and, you know, give yeah,
0: and credit where credit is due. And that well. tonight isn't about... Tonight is like tonight isn't about like oh this all of this is wrong and rigged, and right you shouldn't care like tonight is to a certain extent a celebration of this was a problem in the 1960s, but there were bigger problems exactly right. mm-hmm. this, tonight should be a celebration that we finally our problems are to this, mm-hmm.
3: yes. yeah, and
0: he, he implied that tonight as well, and I enjoyed yeah the posi- that was a great comment? the positive yeah. vibe, yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's like, an
3: excellent point yeah, yeah, that, absolutely
0: but that's what he was getting at. He had a lot of. A lot of the fun stuff. And straight off the bat, they go in and say, the theme we're going with is the Oscars, the creation of a movie, start to finish. So we're going to start with the writing. And... Oh, my list doesn't tell me who came out and did the pre- presenting, mm-hmm. but the first award of the night is the winner for Best Original Screenplay. Spotlight wins. Mm-hmm. How do we How do we feel about this? I That was my pick.
3: I was a little disappointed in Spotlight, to be honest. I felt that... I kept waiting for the big climax, like, where's our big scene? There was a lot of talk mm-hmm. in the movie about, okay, the church will come after you. So I kept waiting. Where yeah. is the church? What's, <laughs> what's going to happen? You know, And it just never got there for me. Mm-hmm. So although I know there was obviously a lot of support, I mean, in the end, yeah. I, mean, I don't, spoiler alert, right? They just won Best Picture. So right. I think that clearly there was a lot of support mm-hmm. for them. But I just, I didn't get there.
0: Um, That movie, I thought... Because they were pretty much doing a really long research paper. Mm-hmm. And they were able to make us interested the whole way of just a bunch of people like digging through newspaper articles
2: mm-hmm.
0: and like writing a research paper. So I, I thought this was definitely the best original screenplay. It was based on real life, mm-hmm. which according to their rules... Mm-hmm. According to their rules means, yeah, fine, it can be an original screenplay. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're based on a book, which the big short was you win for Best Adapted Screenplay.
1: Mm-hmm. Which is impressive. Yes. I mean, that, that's a that's a real um, challenge. When, when you have the opportunity to write the book, everybody knows how it all plays mm-hmm. out. It's not original. So it's always interesting to see how those movies actually come <coughs> together on screen right and if tomorrow. they do justice to for the book,
0: right? Yeah. yeah. Also, um, this one written by Adam McKay, mm-hmm. who is the first, ser- first serious movie he's ever written, ever written, ever directed, ever... Ever been involved in, mm-hmm. and I, I remember I was at, I'm not going to remember the festival, but it was a festival around October, and all I read in the program was The Big Short, directed by Adam McKay, and then it had just this laundry list of amazing actors, mm-hmm. and I thought it was a short film, like I thought he was just making this cameo-driven crazy short film, yeah, to just because ca- that's that's who you think when you think of Adam McKay, that I was like, oh, is he just making a 15-minute like romp? through and then Carell's here and Brad Pitt's here and then Christian mm-hmm. Bale's here and it's all that they're all in one location or something and then I'm like oh no this is based on the book about the financial crisis mm-hmm. and it's probably the most important film yeah mm-hmm. of 2015
1: I think it's timely yeah. yeah definitely incredibly
0: timely especially with all the Bernie stuff and Adam McKay flat out said we need to stop electing people who take money from the jerks that I was displaying in, mm-hmm. the, the my, in my movie mm-hmm. yeah the big banks the big money mm-hmm and I thought that was very poignant I
4: totally agree and I liked how that movie showed just the struggles of American life after the big crash it's like you can just see how many families it affected and it really just encapsulated both viewpoints like you saw the other side where they discovered you know, what was going on before it was about to happen to millions of people, and then you just see the fallout, and I really thought that was another great film. But Spotlight did an amazing thing as well, which really highlighted, you know, the art of investigative journalism, which I'm very fond of. I took a class, mm-hmm. you know, in college, and I thought, wow, this is such a tough job for anybody to be a part of, because you have to just dig and dig for such a long period of time, not knowing if you're going to come up empty-handed, And when you do find something Mm -hmm. out, it's always just something that's so important and, you know, gratifying.
0: There were two things that really annoyed me about, or really made me angry, similar to The Big Short does, about real life, but Mm -hmm. I happened to see it in the movie. One was in Spotlight, investigative journalists like Mm -hmm. that. John Oliver, when he was still on The Daily Show, he did a report where he was interviewing some of the best investigative journalists Mm -hmm. in the world. And this was about three years ago. Mm -hmm. And he was interviewing them and he was talking to them about, like, what are you working on right now? and they were talking about a story that was like 3 years old. Right. That not even important and he was like, "Wait, what?" And, he, and then he then he was like, who are you doing this for?" And he was like, and they were like the newsroom. Wow. The HBO show The Newsroom. Wow. Cuz ah. that's the only place an investigative journalist could get hired right. to do their work is to investigate three, four-year-old news news stories for a scripted TV show.
4: Yep.
3: Fascinating. It's a lot of work. Like,
4: just hearing even the stories of my professors in the past who have done it for their line of work, and they just said it was one of the, you know, hardest things. And also, they have to be able to go confront the people and ask the difficult Mm -hmm. questions. And really, you know that a lot of people are going to lie when they're confronted with something that may be bad. So... I don't yeah. know. I just loved it, and I also love John Oliver. So shout yeah. out to you. You're great. <laughs>
1: and I think I think the uh, the importance of the world of journalism. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm glad that they are putting a spotlight on it mm-hmm. because yes. it's a it's a dying craft. I went to school. I graduated with a degree in broadcast journalism. Mm-hmm. And, the, and thank you in mm-hmm. the art of in, information gathering and whatnot. It's a lost craft because now we're so fascinated by sensationalism mm-hmm. and, and the Instagram mm-hmm. and the insta entertainment. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to highlight those kind of Stories and and the backstory that goes into such uh, an industry. So good, yeah, and like good
0: products and things out there for all of us, Mm -hmm. so that it's not just what most of the news is, which is fairly quickly written articles. Like uh, it's called journalism, I hear a lot. Where just it's not even real journalism. It's just this one study came out. They released a press, like they gave a press release. Reword the press release to make it sound like your own article. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like that's so many articles that I read every day.
1: Right, it's all over the place. It's get out content, yep. get out mm-hmm. content, get out content. But there are people who who risk their lives mm-hmm. to put together
0: great pieces mm-hmm. of work. Mm-hmm. So, so I completely a, a, agree. A movie like Spotlight winning tonight, hopefully, hopefully, changes the public perspective of mm-hmm. what journalism is. Yeah, hopefully that's my big ideal.
3: <laughs> and when you guys saw Michael Keaton get up at the end with the spotlight crew, did you think a little bit of his loss last year from Birdman? Because I think that that was a big thing. A lot of people, mm-hmm. you know, kept thinking, "Oh, this is his comeback story." As mm-hmm. much as everyone mm-hmm. wanted Eddie Redmayne to win, and so when I saw him up there, I sort of felt a little bit like, "Oh, good. Like I'm glad to see him on the stage. Yeah, right a little now. nostalgic. He's yeah. sure. back.
0: Good for Michael Keaton. Like. Yeah, he's yeah, great, great. Honestly, he's
3: mm-hmm.
0: like he never fell from grace. He he had a kid and was like, "I'm going to go raise my kid." And yeah. I'll be back. Yeah, and
4: he keeps acting in great films, so I just have like the utmost respect for him. I see him evolve and just try so many different things, mm-hmm. and that's really you know awesome to watch as a viewer. So,
0: so the next Happy segment, well, there was a commercial, and then the segment after that was one of my favorite, which was Chris Rock setting up, if you're a black actor, just getting an opportunity to be in a movie can be a struggle. And then we get Whoopi Goldberg standing behind Jennifer Lawrence in that mop scene. By the way, that scene was completely unnecessary in joy. I just—I hated Joy. I'm—I've been fairly public about this on Twitter. You have been very passionate about your disdain for Joy. It
1: was, I know. And the title of it is Joy, and you just hate. I just, he hates Joy. Okay. I he?
0: hate Joy, but Whoopi Goldberg points a lot of the stuff out, and then Whoopi Goldberg just mopping mopping up behind. And then we have Leonardo DiCaprio in The Revenant, but instead of the bear, it's Leslie Jones. This was great.
4: I know. Even the bear was sitting off in the corner, though. I was like yeah. waiting for him. I'm like, oh, if he gets a snub, he should just run on up there and All
0: take right. it. And then we had Tracy Morgan as the Danish girl. Oh, that, that was, was hilarious. is just Tracy Morgan in a dress. Eating Eat a Danish. <laughs> I'm the Danish girl.
1: Classic Tracy Morgan. Classic Tracy right. Morgan. <laughs> Tracy then, Morgan's a kind of comedian. You really don't need a lot of, of content and complexities nope. to his joke. You're just so let right. him be him, and it's funny. <laughs> and he'll take the
4: cake every time, yeah. Or
0: the, the Danish. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then the you. fourth one, because these other three were green-screened into the regular Movie, where this fourth one, they got, um, speaking of the newsroom, they got Kirsten Wig and then Jeff Daniels, who's from the newsroom, and Chris Rock to just film an original scene that was in the universe of The Martian. And I thought this one was just priceless. Yeah.
4: <laughs> I know, they had good little skits there, I was enjoying them, I thought that was a nice little comedic relief in between as mm-hmm. well, so I'm like, it really helped the show move along. And yeah. after
0: that was Stacy Dash, we covered it. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: Moving Girl, on. please just well,
0: jump off a bridge.
1: I
3: have to say, I missed that great montage scene and I can't wait to go back. I yes. was covering the Night of 100 Stars Oscar Party so I was on the red okay. carpet there, and one of the interesting things was Diane Ladd, who was in Joy, she mm-hmm. played, um, Joy's grandmother, was there, and she was talking about how a lot of times now what we're seeing with the nominations, and you know i think we've all probably talked about this a little bit even with the martian being called a comedy at the golden globes Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is that there's a lot of jockeying for position in terms of okay well i have a better chance in this category or that category and she was talking about how a lot of times now we see some people getting bumped out of the nomination process because what happens is other actors get Mm -hmm. put into a category that maybe isn't quite the right fit
4: I so see. I think that's yeah. really interesting. Mm-hmm. I think
3: that she was thinking in terms of probably Alicia Vikander, who mm-hmm. was really a star of The Danish Girl, mm-hmm. and who put got put in that supporting actress role, which definitely gave her an edge up. And I thought she was brilliant, and I loved her. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was a really interesting commentary from Dan Ladd, who's clearly been around for a long time. Oh okay. okay.
0: yeah, veteran, veteran in the industry. Mm. Real quick, I'm just a couple shout outs from the chat: Jonas nice. Tiger, Andrew Schroeder. I'm just picking random names: Sean Gottlin. <laughs> shout out.
3: Two, Thanks for chatting,
0: guys. Two chain T O O. Two Chain. It's original. <laughs> Some quick shout outs. I'm gonna try my best to keep track of the chat and this rundown. Right off of the Stacey Dash awkwardness, we got Sarah Silverman. And I thought this was, was great, yeah. This was perfect. Cause she did like her two like her two sentence copy and then just started saying whatever she felt. Like
4: improving and totally just saying whatever.
0: Saying exactly
4: I love how she owns up to that, though. She's like, "Yeah, I pretty much come out here and I say whatever the hell
1: I want." I'm like, mm. "You certainly do,
4: girl. <laughs> That's <laughs> your style. <song. laughs> we know heart. Heart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I, think,
0: you,
1: I think people identify with that. She's like, you know, regular, yeah, she's like yeah. Like an everyday girl.
0: Yeah. Yes, exactly. And Very they, relatable. And she just reaches. She's reached that point where people, because there's a lot of people who say, like, "Oh, well, you can't be this. You can't be that. You can't mm. be this." She became such a genuine person for years that she can be in Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah, <laughs> and still change nothing about who she is outside of the voice outside of the voice she happens to be mm-hmm. of that of a little girl who, by the way, like, fits her character perfectly. <laughs> and well, then, sorry. Oh,
3: I was going to say, too, I just think it's interesting also with Sarah Silverman because there was a lot of talk that she might wind up nominated this year for her role, and now I'm drawing a mm-hmm. blank yeah. on what movie that was, but there was a lot of talk that she was phenomenal, and so I think it's great to see the comedian that we can sort of, I guess, like, with The Big Short and yeah. turning Adam mm-hmm. McKay into mm-hmm. look, there's a serious side, and these people have another side to them, give give a lot of other yes. actors a chance when we don't get to yeah. see those I'm, other roles. To switch genres. I
0: think, yeah. totally. we'll, I think we will eventually see her. I don't know if it'll, she'll get nominated because she doesn't seem like somebody who'll play the game, but I, I think we'll see her in something Oscar-worthy soon. Mm-hmm. If we haven't already. I haven't seen that movie. The movie
3: that we can't remember the, the name of! of.
0: <laughs> so... On Demand Tonight. Yes. <laughs> 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 Best, we're late. like
3: Sarah Silverman.
0: <laughs> Best Actress in a Supporting Role. Oh, I love her. Alicia Vikander for The Danish Girl. What were the other nominees? I know you have not Oh, her.
4: yes. Okay, let's see. Hmm. Then we have Kate Winslet for Mm. Steve Jobs, Rachel McAdams, Spotlight, Rooney Mara, Carol, Jennifer Jason Lee, The Hateful Eight.
0: I wanted Jennifer Jason Leigh so bad.
4: Wow. I mean, just the imagery of the scene they showed in the clip before announcing the people who were in the category. I was like, wow, the costume design (laughs) first and foremost. But then her acting, she just went there and you could just tell she was totally immersed in her characterization. And I definitely respect that about Mm -hmm. her. She's a well-established actress who deserves a lot of credit. But Alicia definitely is an amazing actress as well. And I'm really happy for her.
0: Going into this, I remember I was here for Popcorn Talk mm-hmm. doing the nominees. So, like the Friday after the nominees got announced, this was about a month or month or so ago. Mm-hmm. I thought for sure, looking at that on paper, I was like, "Well, Kate Winslet, right? Kate Winslet, and this will probably be the only love, the only mm-hmm. love that that Jobs will get, because mm-hmm. yeah. Michael Fassbender is obviously not going to win." Um, it wasn't nominated for best adapted screenplay in spite of being the Golden Globe winner for best adapted screenplay. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the snubs people are talking about. Is
4: interesting, yeah. Not
0: Kate Winslet, but like the movie. Steve, yeah, the, movie, the, movie the movie itself being fairly fairly good and then not getting recognized.
3: But there's always going to be something like that. I mean, with yeah. so many opinions, mm-hmm. I mean, even just four of us at this table, yeah. I'm sure we could, you know, we would be hard pressed <laughs> to find a movie that all four of us even love. So right. There's just so many opinions and so mm-hmm. many types of movies. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and I, th- I think it's hard with with films that are based on somebody that we know so well, like we know Steve Jobs so well. Mm -hmm. Either people knock it out of the park or we just don't care, right? So it's it's tough to play that kind of role. I love those type of movies. I I love the biopics, as they say. I love those, but not everybody feels them.
0: And I actually liked that one way more than I liked the Ashton Kutcher one.
1: I didn't see that one because write, Ashton Kutcher was in
0: it. That's yeah. fair, but <laughs> like, I was like no, I can't. But the writing of the writing of Steve Jobs was just so incredible. And that's, mm. I knew I was forgetting something when we were on the screenplay award. The screenplay award I was like I'm forgetting something I should be talking about. It was right. Steve Jobs. <laughs> it was Steve Jobs. Aaron Sorkin, just masterful. Another guy who doesn't care if he wins at this point. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he should have. He should have at least been nominated. Now we're to costume design. Who did?
2: Who did mm. everybody?
0: Eat? I don't know if everybody plays the Oscar pools. Who did everybody have for this?
3: Let's hear the nominees. So the
4: nominees were Carol, Cinderella, The Danish Girl, Mad Max, Fury Road, and The Revenant.
0: I had Mad Max, but I liked Cinderella. Cinderella, yeah. like Cinderella did a great job, Mad Max wins, and then Jenny Bi- Jenny Beaven wins, and she comes out dressed like she would have dressed yesterday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't think she... I don't think she she was just authentic. Like, I don't think yeah. she dressed up for this award ceremony at all. She just comes out, leather jacket, scarves.
4: It seemed themed to me. I was digging it. I'm like, yeah, I'm feeling the Mad Max vibes over <laughs> yeah. here, so... Yeah. run with it. Yeah. Stay in character. Yeah. Just the
3: theme. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and I, right? And I'm pretty sure she was one of the people in the car.
1: Like,
0: oh. Don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure Jenny Beaven was in the film.
1: Interesting. I'll have to check for her. Yeah. My whole thing about Cinderella... We already know what the costumes are for that the movie. The glass I mean, slippers. It, it's been done so many times. It's like hell. How can you expand upon it? Mm-hmm. I was I was never convinced it was going to win. Mm, that's fair. I had
4: thoughts it was going to be Mad Mad Max for that category, just because the imagery of that film and, and just like the teeth they had here, just mm-hmm. everything mm. from the face down, even to their you know clothing, it was just totally in the theme of the movie, and yeah, it seemed very unique, and yeah. they stuck with it, so. And I thought they deserved that the one. The
0: betting markets had Mad Max mm-hmm. as well.
1: Yep, and, oh, they uh, knew it. I gotta start reading these betting magazines.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you some links. You'll get lost. Please do. Um, also, production design, Mad Max again. That's for the set. De- the production designer Colin Gibson, set decoration Lisa Thompson. They come up. Mad Max looks like it's gonna sweep a little. Oh yeah, because the award it's for swept all right. <laughs> the award for best makeup and hairstyling, mm-hmm. Mad Max again in a nomination. Or sorry, an award that didn't have five nominees. Yeah, there were three. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it was Mad Max: Fury Road, mm-hmm. the hundred-year-old man who jumped out his window, mm-hmm. and his name was Bill. And our title's too long. Yep. And The Revenant. Yeah, those were the three. Which I said this in the nomination special. I think that's really rough at any point when you don't nominate five movies Mm -hmm. like you're claiming that of all of cinema only three not five movies yeah Yeah. we're even deserving (laughs) I
1: I see your point but then on the flip side it's like if there's if they're so superior why put in two extra you know what I mean Mm -hmm. it's like you have a wedding and you know who you want there don't Don't invite Uncle Dave and Aunt Mary. You haven't seen them in years just to say that they're going to be there and we have an even number of people. Best analogy mean? You know, sometimes (laughs) it's
0: unnecessary. Although weddings aren't for the bride and groom. They're for that family. True. Similar to funerals. Obviously, I'm not married. (laughs) But no, you're right.
3: I have to say, though, for production design, and uh, they weren't nominated, but I thought that the Danish Girl, the sets were gorgeous, Mm -hmm. and I also thought that they did such a nice job when we saw the transition Mm -hmm. of the character becoming Mm -hmm. Lily, that's Mm -hmm. how the sets also changed and became more opulent in France as well, so I thought they did such a nice job with that design Mm -hmm. that, of course, I think, you know, there are so many sets to look at, I Mm -hmm. I love that in particular, and I've commented about the sets tonight, but... Mm -hmm. I'm disappointed in that regard that Danish girl didn't. Also,
0: win. but also speaking speaking to that, the Danish girl wasn't even nominated for right. Best mm-hmm. Makeup. And that a lot of that fell on the makeup.
3: Right. And yeah. they
0: didn't deem it worthy of um, this isn't the We Hate Oscars show, I swear. <laughs>
3: it's just interesting how <laughs> Like you get caught up in some yeah. of
0: these things nuts mm-hmm. and bolts wise. Uh now we're up for best cinematography that went to Emmanuel Lubisky for the revenant. Who mm-hmm. else? I believe Mad Max was nominated. They had
4: Carol, The Hateful Eight, Mad Max, The Revenant, and Sicario.
0: I really wanted Hateful Eight for this. Yeah, Because they, they shot in a almost dead format. They shot in seventy millimeter, mm-hmm. and then they had to spend I think a hundred thousand dollars a theater all across the country to do a roadshow version, so everyone can see it in the large format they actually shot oh, it wow. in. Yeah. And as a guy who used to like work at the ArcLight Hollywood and is a bit of a cinema nerd. The Cinerama Dome is one of the few standing places that w- ever did play 70mm. It was the originator of 70mm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Or Panorama Vision. Or whatever you would call it. And I just and that movie was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. I will... The on-paper argument would be let's shoot it in 70mm, but let's shoot the majority of it in one room. Mm-hmm. Like, on paper you could make that argument, but that mm-hmm. movie was just so good. And the cinematography was so good. That said, The Revenant... Man, that one. They like they would literally spend thousands of dollars to fly to a location
3: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, to to go, no, light's not right. And then don't don't shoot anything that day. Right, And uh-huh. they would
3: wait until they
1: had yeah, the right light. Yeah, they'd wait all they day for Canada. the magic
0: hour yeah. that that's just right. the Lighting is so
1: important. <laughs> Isn't that a luxury, though, when you have the budget to yeah. do yeah. that? Yes. 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 Isn't that Absolutely. a luxury?
0: Well, that's when you're in a Ruto and you... And you and you're coming off Birdman, and you have Leonardo like, DiCaprio in yeah. tow. You mm-hmm. get to you get a blank check, mm-hmm. and some directors don't do very good with that blank check. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christopher Nolan, I'm outspoken on my dislike for Dark Knight Rises versus <laughs> The Dark Knight because he had a blank check.
2: Mm-hmm. Like some
0: directors yeah. aren't great with a blank check. Some mm-hmm. directors are, mm-hmm. and Naruto has proved that he's. Yeah, I'm, I thought I mispronounced that. I was like, I yeah, think Naruto, that's right. Yeah, yeah um, I'm pretty sure he's one of those directors that you can he has the vision right and he'll name a number and you either can afford that number or you can't so, so um, i know if you get a blank check you're going to take advantage of it Mm-hmm. I
3: think yes and no. I mean, he was over budget and he yeah. did a lot. I mean, they also had the unions coming after them oh, for grievance was, because yeah. the conditions were oh, so they had bad. People, they had people quitting every yeah, week. Like it was. Yeah, I'm getting fired both. I mean, but I think it was shot so beautifully, definitely. Oh. But I also think they went for such epic scenes of grandeur that mm-hmm. it was a little over the top and it took me out of the movie at times because I thought, like, okay, now we're looking at the treetops again. Like, I get it. Leonardo DiCaprio is connected to the trees. <laughs> we made that analogy. I've seen the treetops. So, I think it was beautifully done, but I also think there was that element of maybe going just a
4: tad too far. I understand. Yeah, they had a lot of cool imagery, I felt like, in the shots were awesome, especially the bear scene. I felt like that was super captivating and caught everybody's attention, and I don't know, I thought both uh, Leonardo and Tom Hardy did a great job and really just helped even with the whole cinematography aspect, it just... I don't know, yeah. really completed the whole thing and made it what it was. Oh, it was
0: definitely one of the best pictures of the year, mm-hmm. and the cinematography is what put it over the top for yep. that. Mm-hmm. Also, on paper, what made me excited about this was, do we all remember Inglorious Bastards?
4: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Where uh, Brad Pitt's character is like, I'm a descendant of the mountain man Jim Bridger. Yes. Jim Bridger's an actual guy, and it's Leonardo DiCaprio's character from this wow. movie. Wow. That, like, he's an American folk hero who had, who connection. went on, like, four or five okay. other adventures after The Revenant. The
1: more you know. I know, right?
0: <laughs> so, like, to hear that name and then know that story, you're like, oh, wow.
1: Yeah, great. it brings
3: it all together.
0: I hope someone doesn't, I hope I'm not dead wrong and somebody. <laughs>
3: somebody <laughs> Sorry, like, oh, I don't remember if that was the real life character's name, but yeah, <laughs> you're right. Um, I mean, he's based on a real guy so, and there's a lot of mythology.
0: So, now we're to film editing. Mad Max Fury Road on <laughs> its overall sweep. <suite>. Mad, <laughs> Mad Max 1... Correct me if I'm wrong, Mad Max won more Oscars tonight than any other mm-hmm. film. I heard mm-hmm. Mad Max a lot. All them aussies, man. Yeah. Uh, Margaret Sixel wins for Mad Max. Is what else was nominated? I know it was Star Wars. Let's see. Star Wars. Sorry. Um we will keep speaking. Sound right. editing the
3: technical category. Yeah. Sound editing, correct? No editing.
0: No f- film editing.
4: Film editing. Mm-hmm. Film editing. Sorry, it's we so got we get the so challenge. many. No, so sorry. Okay, so now we've got The Big Short, Mad Max, Fury Road, The Revenant, Spotlight, and Star Wars: The Force mm-hmm. Awakens.
0: A lot of people were saying Star Wars.
4: Yeah. Everybody was saying Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, I could see that. It was
0: a well edited film. Also, The Big Short was an incredibly yeah. well edited film because you had the, that pacing was so perfect mm-hmm. to actually make us care about something as boring as as boring as like. Reverse mortgages and right. loan swaps and default loan swap like to make that interesting visually took a lot of work so yeah. I thought that was one of the contenders Mad Max as well like we haven't praised Mad Max enough <laughs> yeah because they because, clearly yeah, did yeah <laughs> the Oscars did it for us praised it like the Academy praised it for us and I'm actually really excited that it's winning all these awards because. I watched it on like a midnight screening in the middle of the summer. Like it was a po- like a well made popcorn flick. Yep. they're starting to nominate. They're starting to nominate and recognize movies that are universally good. Yeah. Right? Is, what ex- is what excites me about Bad Max.
4: I know, it's cool, because The Revenant received 12 nominations tonight, and Mad Max received 10, so that's a lot already on its own, yeah. and to take, you know, more than half of your nominations home is like a huge mm-hmm. feat in itself, and shout out to the film editors, because literally uh-huh. editing anything, like a clip, even a reel, mm-hmm. like for a five-minute reel, it literally takes like up to three hours, you know, when you originally start, and I can't imagine what it would take, you know, for a team mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. produce a feature film, and to really knock it out of the park, that's so I- that's that's incredible.
1: Yeah. That's what I always think about. Like that movie was pretty long. I mean, yeah. the editing process and that you have to have a lot of skill, a lot yeah. of skill and a lot of attention. A great to detail. team too. Yeah.
3: You know, I went to a Q and A um, for Star Wars. And the editors are actually mm-hmm. they're two women who have mm-hmm. worked with JJ Abrams since like the Alias days, and it was very interesting because they were talking about how they would each take sections of the movie and then go to each other and say, "Okay, I'm doing this. Does you know, or does JJ want those sort of old-fashioned wipes? Are we doing that?" And it's interesting to see two people editing a movie like that, and that All they've right. been doing it for such a long time that they can do it. But frequently, you don't get that because yeah. it's one person's vision, one person, right. with the director, and it's such a technical skill. So I think just for that, that's amazing. Yeah there were two of them who could create such a seamless movie together right
4: and it's all about the editing i feel like you can totally change the dynamic and the tone of a scene just by the way you put two clips together and not doing any jump cuts or things like that so just you have mm -hmm. to be so you know on it and very detail oriented Mm -hmm. and you just have to have the vision so i feel like these people are obviously very talented so kudos
0: cool so speaking of editing sound editing sound mixing both Mad Max Fury Road <laughs> historically both of these historically these are nominated to the same film nominated to the same film they're <laughs> awarded to the same film I beat somebody out on an Oscar pool with that information <laughs> yeah. cuz somebody thought it would be Mad Max for one and then Revenant for another and I'm like that's not how this works
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> you like win his- both or none the history of the Oscars
0: typically yeah is histori- historically sound editing will always win sound mixing cuz it's such a similar job <laughs> <laughs> That so, helps me
1: with my pool for
0: next year. Next yeah. year. <laughs> I just want to know. Like. Although, well, speaking of pools for next year, visual effects. Okay. Star Wars was favorited pretty heavily to win this category. Yeah. And how can it
1: not be favored,
0: right? Because it was, cause it would only had like four nominations.
1: I mean, that that was the one... Uh, category and, and whatnot that I just felt like so confident. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Star Wars
0: win. Yeah, because it's the top grossing film of the year. Right, every year. It's Everybody nominated for like it. four or five things. Yeah. yeah. And it definitely fits in there. What else was nominated? So they
4: had Star Wars, The Force Awakens, The Revenant, The Martian, Mad Max, Fury Road, and Ex Machina.
0: And Ex, of course, Ex Machina wins. Yes. Breaking everybody's bracket.
4: That was my second choice, though. If it wasn't going to be Star Wars, I mean, the visual effects in that movie were awesome. Mm. And they really made her come to life, I feel like, Alicia's character. so
0: Yeah. They did oh, a great job. So good.
4: Yeah. It reminded me of her a little bit. I was like, oh, I'm feeling a little bit of her vibes in this movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I really like the way that they turned it. It was like a dark film that kind of showed how technology is affecting us mm-hmm. and... Maybe there is a little consciousness going on there with it. So, But, you know, I think they did a great job, everything
0: visually. So I'll just kind of run through it. Uh, animated short film. Has anyone seen any of the animated short films? Oh,
4: okay. Yes, I did. Okay. Did you? Nice. Um, so, hang on. The one from The Good Dinosaur. Hang on. Oh, right. oh,
0: okay.
3: Uh, what <laughs> no, was that one out. called? Was
0: that, was that Sanjay's? Yes, yes.
3: Sanjay's. That was No, so wait. Good. Sanjay was from Inside Out. Wasn't he? No. Well, well they the did it as well in the Out? beginning
4: of The Good Dinosaur, just because yeah. that's how I saw but it. But
0: he was a character oh. from He was a character from Inside Out, so they played him in front of The Good Dinosaur. You which was a, a
4: great movie. Because, a tearjerker. Um, the
0: volcano one was in front of Inside Out. <laughs> Thank you. Love yes. that
4: okay. one. <laughs> I, that I was, one like, was I like, I know yeah, you. Like, Thank <laughs> you for remembering which one it was. But yes, that was the one. I just thought it was the cutest little clip. And I enjoy those so much before the movies. Like, I'll sit there and I'm like, oh, I'm just watching this. And then I'll realize it's not even the movie I paid for. Yep.
1: Yeah, Um, I I didn't have a favor with
0: that one. I just watched it. That's a movie. Uh, Bear Story 1. Yeah. Uh, Everyone favorited Sanjay's Uh um, mainly because it played in front of a Pixar movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I'm pretty on top of these things. I haven't seen most of these. I haven't seen most of these shorts.
3: And I have to say, I was kind of disappointed in the Sanjay one, to be honest. And mm-hmm. I love those Pixar shorts normally. I mean, they're brilliant. Like you yes. said, you can watch them and think you are watching the movie. Yes. And they're tearjerkers and wonderful. And I don't know, Sanjay just didn't do it for me. And No? I, so I was a little disappointed yes. by that. Oh, I thought it was so cute.
4: It was just like such a way for the father and the son to bond. And until he understood his heritage, then he appreciated it. So I thought, like, I don't know, I love the message of that one. But it yeah. reminded me of back in the day the, what is that movie with the ants? The ants, An Ant's Life? The Ant's Life? Oh, but yeah. the oh, Bugs Life? Oh, the Bugs, 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 Bugs Life, thank life, you. Yeah. <laughs> there we go, and there's the cutest little short in the beginning with uh, Grandpa playing a chess game, and I don't know, that one mm-hmm. probably won back in the day, but <laughs> I have a huge appreciation for those little
0: short animated films. Speaking yeah. of animated films. Yes. Best Animated Feature Film. There were five nominees.
1: Wow. Wait, yep. now was this, this is where Buzz and Woody yes. and now, first of all, can I just say this? I officially feel old. Toy Story. No, Toy Story came out, excuse me, 20 years ago. Yep. I
2: crazy. officially
1: feel old.
0: I, I know, same. Th- like I went, four years ago for me, but yeah. I went and poured
1: a glass of wine as soon old. as I so- heard Buzz and Woody talking about, oh, it's been 20 years since we met. I was like, no, give me another glass. <laughs> <laughs> this is wrong. Um, this
0: is there wrong. was a tiny bit about this I found just hysterical. And per- like just perfect Pixar to a T, which is Buzz and Woody are toys. Mm that are supposed to, like, drop dead or drop okay. drop motionless when a person walks by so they don't see them. Which they do. Which they do on screen when Inside Out wins and everyone from Inside Out walks up. Mm-hmm. And then I made a comment. I was like, wait, but they can do that in front of cameras? And then I really thought about it and I was like, canon-wise, that makes perfect sense within Toy Story. <laughs> that they actually shot a movie... They actually shot a movie with these toys that can become animated, mm-hmm. but not in front of people. Right. So all the toys shot the movie, essentially. I'm getting, <laughs> I
3: love this well, so mad. I'm getting into a
0: double <laughs> Pixar theory.
1: You you went really deep with that but I, I appreciate it.
3: I appreciate My it. brain is trying to process all
1: that. Because for the regular folks out there, it went smooth over our head.
0: It went over our head. No, but yeah. um, There's, It's called the Pixar Theory. It goes even deeper. Wow. That all, the, that all the Pixar movies exist in one universe. Nice. And that the timeline is different than. Obviously, Monsters, Inc. is toward the end.
3: I need wow. to get up on
0: my Wikipedia. <laughs> your you
3: it's, it's a black
0: hole. Don't, <laughs> it's a black hole that takes up all your time.
3: I just want to say, though, I loved Inside Out. Like, that movie mm-hmm. spoke to me so much. I thought it was fabulous. I'm so glad that they won.
0: I, I am too. I actually, every year I like to go through the list of movies like by box office that weren't remakes or mm-hmm. based on origin, based on other material,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and then have that top 10 of the year. and Inside Out was number one. Mm-hmm. And then it was a bunch of movies that were normally in like the top 50, mm-hmm. otherwise. But Inside Out was the number one grossing original film of 2015. Wow. I honestly think it should have been best picture nominee. But oh,
3: I agree. <laughs> they
0: have weird rules about animation or they don't vote for animation. Well,
3: it's been ever since they added this category mm-hmm. that now we don't get to see mm-hmm. animated mm-hmm. movies make it in. And I agree. I mean these themes Pixar always hits the mm-hmm. tearjerker mm-hmm. themes. I mean yes, the oh, yeah. that's it. I mean even their the pros. Shows at that. They are pros. But <laughs> these themes spoke to me so much. I mean mm-hmm. I was definitely crying in that movie, I admit it.
0: <laughs> and then they have the um now they've gone from five to up to ten. Right, mm-hmm. Mainly the first year they did that, they nominated Toy Story 3 for Best Picture. And it was a clear, like, the 10 rule was a clear reason of movies like The Dark Knight mm-hmm. that were good and right. critically acclaimed and also made a whole bunch of money. Mm. You can nominate them and make, your sh- make more people want to watch your show. Right. Chris Rock introduces Kevin Hart as next year's host. Right. <laughs> That's <laughs> <And> the hopes. <laughs> Kevin Hart has a lot of fun and introduces the weekend mm-hmm. is that a week is that a week on the nah, weekend no that's is his that his real here
1: this is real here uh-huh. that's his style for sure. um, friday to sunday he's he's an interesting character i still don't <laughs> believe this whole theory that he's the next michael jackson you guys he's not the next no. michael jackson I, yeah.
3: yeah i have like never even heard of this guy <laughs> or this group and when you're talking about monday to sunday i'm thinking a work week i don't know <laughs> the what weekend?
1: the weekend his name
0: is the weekend right
3: <laughs> yeah. I, I just
1: call him friday to sunday yeah, just because oh that's a nickname that yeah. yeah. so, yeah. was throwing me yeah i
0: If he's the next Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson wouldn't have needed, like, 12 aerialists.
1: Yeah. Michael Jackson would have owned that moment. Mm -hmm. He wouldn't. He didn't need all of that extra. I mean, it was beautiful. It was was beautiful. But, Weekend, we love you, but you're not the next MJ yeah his, I, his I lyrics he's are a lot more either.
4: sexualized like i feel like he's a lot more edgy than michael jackson is as far as his music goes like especially the things that i've heard with drake in the past as well like they go in so his style is a lot different but his voice is absolutely amazing and i mean the moment i first heard his voice before he even got famous i was like oh this guy's gonna be huge and he's got some great songs for sure so he did a good job tonight cool yeah. you guys like the performance yeah, I, think it was, yeah. I,
0: I thought it was a great visual performance. There
4: we go. Yeah, um, they had the contortionists.
0: Mm-hmm. The contortionists. <laughs> the um, the I call them fly girls, but I'm sure the <laughs> the,
2: the aerial. uh, aerialists. Yeah. aerialists.
0: I think we should start calling them fly girls. I think we <laughs> yeah. should make that a thing now. Um, so best supporting actor.
2: Oh
0: yeah. Um, anyone who follows me or lis- who's listened to me on any podcast is well aware I'm from Philadelphia. <laughs> Grew up on the Rocky films. And believe Sylvester Stallone was robbed in 1976. And the Oscars are known for giving people make-up Oscars. Some would argue Leo got one tonight. Although he did a great job. He always does a great job. And many people were saying Stallone was going to win tonight Mm -hmm. for playing Rocky Balboa in 1976. Right. Including myself. Because... His performance in Creed was wonderful, but my one critique was: if you play a guy who go, who has cancer and goes through chemotherapy, you shave your head. He didn't shave his head; he put on a hat.
4: Yeah, yeah, but his some people was do Creed. cover it up. I feel mm-hmm. like it may be like a transition. So, I mean, maybe that was their thought behind it. But I see what you're saying because it does happen; it's kind of inevitable mm-hmm. with chemotherapy drugs and stuff like that. So. But he
0: was at that stage; his character was at that stage where his hair would have right. fallen out, mm-hmm. and still don't just put on a hat because. And I don't blame him. He his he's at that age where I think if you if you cut your hair, it might not ever grow <laughs> back. Yeah, I'm at that oh. age too.
1: <laughs> oh gosh, it's a real thing. <laughs> it's, it's so, a, so, so you read that? Like Sylvester Stallone said, "I'm not cutting my hair."
0: Well, no, I no, saw it in the mo- I saw it in the movie. Gotcha. It's that his, a that, <laughs> that the character was at a place in chemotherapy where his hair would have fallen out, mm-hmm. and Sylvester Stallone, the actor, just kept a hat on.
4: But they did have like jaundice and the lighter skin So I felt like they did show Mm
0: -hmm. And I think he did a wonderful job In this one, playing a character that he wrote And crafted across six movies Wow, yeah And the Oscar being more The Oscar historically being Almost a career award More than the one role you got I thought for sure Stallone was gonna win this.
4: I know. And, and they it, were even saying that it was gonna be like a huge thing because no actor or only a few actors, I'm not sure if there's mm. none or a few, but have won an award for the same character within like a thirty year period. Yeah, or so or that would have been, been nominated. nominated. Yeah, exactly. Like it would have been monumental. He's
0: monumental just for being nominated for playing the same character within a like I think seventy six it, so it would have been a forty year Totally. A forty year difference.
3: And I thought he was the front runner because there's been so much love for him and for the Rocky movies, yes. but I do have to admit when Mark Rylance's name was called, I was thrilled because I was, I was really thrilled. rooting for him. I thought he made Bridge of Spies. His performance was so mm-hmm. understated and beautiful, and he's such a good actor. He has a Tony Award. He's amazing. And I thought he didn't have a hope, so I was really excited when I heard his name.
4: I know, and against such tough competition. Christian Bale for the big short, Tom Hardy the Revenant, Mark Ruffalo spot. Light and Sylvester Stallone for Creed. So, yep. yeah, that's a tough competition right there. And Mark
0: Ruffalo. I Mark Ruffalo was another guy where I was like he could win, he could win that.
1: Yeah. Also I like Mark
0: Ruffalo. Mm-hmm. I was
1: pulling for him. I, I I felt like Sylvester would have won, but mm-hmm. I was pulling for Mark Ruffalo.
0: Or Jacob Tremblay, who um I'm learning now a lot of Oscar voters didn't know where to nominate him. Mm-hmm. Cuz was he best supporting actor supporting Brie Larson or was mm-hmm. he best actor cuz he was the second, second lead, the, yeah. he was the second build per- the first build male
2: right. which is
3: difficult sort of like what we mentioned earlier when they had talking about where do people go it is a mm-hmm. really tricky yeah. category i will say too for creed which i thought was really artfully yes. done and beautifully made mm-hmm. if i was going to give a nomination to any one of the three main people and the main people being mm-hmm. director or the two main actors i think right. it should have gone to the director i thought this yes. movie was so artfully done from it the direction was. that he was the one who deserved the nomination. And yes, I think Sylvester Stallone got yes. the we love you type yeah. of nomination. But we love have gone you and direction. we're
0: kind of admitting that in 76... It, yeah. You were the better choice. Yeah, you may. Shout out to Ryan
1: worked. Coogler. Um, yeah. You know, yes. he he boycotted tonight. He uh, actually put on an event in Flint, Michigan, for uh, the Flint, Michigan water crisis. Oh. So, oh. you know, I think he he wanted to make sure that he had a, a presence tonight, but mm-hmm. doing something good and for mm-hmm. others. So, shout, out to, right. shout
0: yeah. out to Ryan. Ryan yeah. yeah. Ryan Coogler, Ryan Coogler gra- graduated film school the same year I graduated film nice. school. Really? My yeah. mother brings it up a lot. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's interesting too because he just worked with Michael B. Jordan also. So. It's sort of the same like we've seen with David O. Russell mm-hmm. using the same actors again. I'm really curious to see what we're going to get from this pair next yeah. because they clearly collaborate really nicely. Yeah, together.
1: Uh, Creed too. Michael Bay, <laughs> Jordan. I said Michael it- B. Yeah, is B, bay his, B stands for Bay.
3: I did not her know bay. that. No, my Bay. bay.
1: B-A- I knew where you were
3: going with that.
1: My, my bay. Her bay. Who calls Bay. My Bay.
4: <laughs> I
3: was like, oh, listen, like. that,
1: that that's what Twitter calls Michael B. Jordan. Michael Bay
0: Jordan, because
1: everybody's that. Bay in their head.
0: I buy that.
3: Yeah. Wait, is Bay boyfriend? What is Bay?
1: Bay, is bay, like bay without the. Bay. Bay. It's an acronym. It's yeah. an acronym yeah.
0: for before anyone else, and it means I love someone him above. Most. Yeah, I love him most. Oh. He's above. Mm-hmm. He's above everything.
3: Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> like the this, more you know. I was <laughs> gonna say you can learn about the Oscars and learn some technical mumbo jumbo. <laughs> yeah, a
0: bit. Also a I, think, I think what's up next slang. for them is Creed Two, and it's the guy who beat him in that sparring match in the first act of the movie. Oh yeah. Yeah, he was like ranked number three and then he, mm-hmm. he won he won Michael B. Jordan's car. Louis C. K. is out. Love Louis C. K. Yeah. And Louis he's C. K. gets to talk about documentary short.
1: Mm-hmm. Which was one of the most important you know, yeah. speeches and introductions during the whole night <laughs> because he reminded us again. And, and I thought Kevin Hart had a, a wonderful intro as well. You know, it, it, granted, if you're of color and you didn't get nominated, you still put your, your heart and soul yeah. into your work. So mm-hmm. be proud of that. Um, but uh, what was his name? Louis C.K. C.K. Louis yeah. C.K. made a very important point. These documentaries, these yes. shorts, these are people who are putting their whole lives mm-hmm. into something that's not going to make them a lot of money. And mm-hmm. talking about how this is going to be the most, uh, the fanciest thing in their home. This Oscar, mm-hmm. I thought it was just very important mm-hmm. because most of those people who are being nominated are millionaires, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And they have discretionary money and unlimited budgets. Yeah. This is where the passion really comes in. Mm-hmm. You are so right. Oh, Absolutely. I
3: thought so too when I heard that. I and I'm like, glad he made beautiful
1: incident. point. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what did we call it? He said everything perfectly. This was another. This was another category that was completely up in the air,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I sadly have not seen any of them.
1: I'll tell you this. The documentary uh, shorts and and the documentary um, categories were the most diverse categories Mm -hmm. of all of them. That's where I saw the most people of of color and different ability levels Mm -hmm. and things of that nature. Different backgrounds. All different backgrounds. That had the most diversity
3: Mm -hmm. (laughs) were the documentaries. I feel like that's normally the case also because they're not just from here. So we automatically get a lot of of international influence. Mm -hmm. Also, by nature, I would assume of just what... Our, as an American, ten viewing, you know, pleasure tends to be versus what other countries tend to watch. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think that probably influences it as well.
0: Well, in short, short subject, we, in America, we watch TV for that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's its own market, whereas in other places, there aren't as many TV shows, and there's a lot more just Mm -hmm. short-form, short-form content, Mm -hmm. which is, short-form content's very big in the world. It's not incredibly big here, although Mm -hmm. YouTube... YouTube, you can YouTube, Netflix, Amazon, you can find We're anything. We're all used yeah.
4: to the binge watching
0: over yeah. here.
3: <laughs> right, yeah, You can find it, but it, you don't normally go out of your way to say I'm going to go watch all of the shorts yeah. at the movie theater today. Yeah. Yeah, or I'm <laughs> going
0: or I'm just going to turn on the BBC and just they're going to, yeah. they're just going to take me on a journey. Like we don't trust our networks to do that. A Girl in the River, The Price of Forgiveness. Yep. Mm-hmm. I do not know this film.
4: That's a big winner though.
0: A documentary feature goes to Amy.
3: Mm-hmm. Amy docu- Winehouse. I think we gonna,
0: that was going to be was, the winner.
3: I think that was brand recognition, honestly. Yeah. If people aren't watching and they know Amy Winehouse, mm-hmm. check that's my vote. Yeah.
4: Right. She has such a compelling life story and a beautiful voice, and I love her music personally. So I thought this was just great because it showed uh, artists like behind the scenes and just behind all the glamour and like the true struggle it takes to achieve your dreams while also facing addiction and things mm-hmm. like that. So I thought it was a great documentary, and I'm super happy for her. Rest in peace, Amy. RIP. We miss you, Amy. Uh, The
0: honorable mention has to go to Cartel Land, which was another good documentary. You're right. Uh, The Academy president, Cheryl Boone Isaacs, addresses the crowd, reiterates the Academy will take steps to diversify membership. Each of you is an ambassador who can influence others in the industry. It's not enough to listen and agree. We must take action. And now the award for best live action short film. We're at that middling part of a bunch of the stuff most people haven't seen. Right. Mm -hmm. It went to the stutterer. I got this one wrong. You <laughs> lost the poll that? Um, I did lost I lost the poll before that. But um what <laughs> I really <laughs> enjoyed what I did enjoy about this is this was the one that Jacob Tremblay and um the gentleman from Beasts of Donation <laughs> whose name I'm whose name is escaping me.
3: I'm gonna say Lincoln something. There was a Lincoln in there? Did I make that up? <laughs> I'm not sure, but they were so yes, cute. The two kids presented.
4: That's when uh, Chris Rock brought <laughs> out the little stepping yeah. stools. Yeah. The,
0: oh, the apple, apple crates. Yeah. Um, Jacob Tremblay is... I've said this before. I think he's either going to be the next Leo. Mm. Like, the next Leonardo DiCaprio. Like, the next big thing, because he's so mature and handling all this so well. Right. Or he's going to be the next... Um, lindsey lohan like the next public the next but the next public (laughs) let's not
4: put that on him (laughs) but
0: but by that i mean the next kid that we put too much on and that he's not ready for because i don't blame lindsey lohan for a lot of stuff as much as i'm like well if i grew up in the situation lindsey lohan grew up in right it's hard it's actually it would speak more to my luck to for me to not turn out like lindsey lohan Mm-hmm. like very few don't turn out a complete mess don't ever wish Lindsay Lohan on anybody
1: else though that is just I, I'm not
0: wishing it on him I'm saying that's the spectrum no, it's no, no, Lindsay Lohan and Leonardo DiCaprio and he's going to fall somewhere in that spectrum
1: let's just pray for Leo
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's pray for the middle let's pray for um, Haley Joel Osmond that's a good middle hey, that's hey, a good, he
1: that's arrested <laughs> for something
3: drunken
0: if Let's pray if, for. Um, if we're
3: praying for the middle, I think we need, like, um, Hillary Duff. Yes. She's had a nice, mm-hmm. calm, normal life. There we yeah. go.
0: Hillary Duff is the first.
3: Or Mara Wilson. Oh my gosh, she was so cute. Remember her from Miracle on 34th Street, the remake? Okay. She's mm-hmm. She was in Matilda. The girl We, know a, off. we know
0: a mean, lot of people in the middle. We, <laughs> Jacob Tremblay. Right? Stay <laughs> We love you. We just want the best for you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, best foreign language film goes to Son of Saul. Mm-hmm. I'm going to kind of. Go through all that. Joe Biden's here. Good Good old yeah, he tonight, <laughs> Good Joe. Old Joe. No, Joe Biden. <laughs> Come on, in, Joe. Crazy Uncle Joe. <laughs> and he was like, "I'm the least qualified man here tonight." And he assures everyone. The applause winds down. Lady Gaga does a performance of "Till It Happens to You" from the Hunting Ground, the film I or the the uh, award I thought would go- she'd get the award. That did not happen?
4: She had a lot of celebrities crying, too. I saw her performance. Everybody seemed very moved. And she definitely is a very animated performer and very talented. Can play the Mm -hmm. piano and sing and belt her heart out. So... She brings it. She's yeah. come
3: into her own also, I feel like, so much lately. She used to be a joke with the meat dress, and there was always something mm-hmm. so over the top, and now lately, since that beautiful tribute to Julie Andrews, which I think was mm-hmm. about a year ago now, yeah. we've seen, whoa, wait a minute, she's more than just a meat dress, Yeah, mm-hmm. and she's proving herself, and I feel like we're going to continue to see more from her, but that said, I think, Steve, you are not a Lady Gaga fan, am I right? No are you the one who said that?
0: I'm... I'm not a fan of the type of music she does to begin with. I'm actually a big fan of her as an artist in the in the sense that she was an observer at one point
4: mm-hmm. and
0: figured out that she was just a regular musician, singer, songwriter.
4: Right. As I've an heard observer. About that.
0: Mm-hmm. And she she realized that like people like her with her skill set are a dime a dozen and what she learned is that if I become a the more, persona, yeah, a more mm-hmm. popularly accepted Marilyn Manson mm-hmm. ascent, is because that's what she became. Like, I yeah. need to become scary and artsy. And
4: it's like everybody's Sasha Fierce. I feel like for Beyonce, <laughs> yes. you know what I mean. You have yeah. to have your alter ego and like bring it. Otherwise, people are not going to be as interested. I mean, some people rely on that, but then I feel others don't. Like Sam Smith doesn't really have to turn on anything. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's a guy girl thing. I'm not even really sure. But that might no, not maybe not it. though. Because then I'm thinking Michael Jackson did all these theatrical elements yeah. as well. So you, you have know. to
0: have your persona. and that's actually what everyone's buying. Not just your music. And that's not to devalue anyone's music, but I think what she learned by observing is that most people who do music are really good at music. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of other elements to getting to the top. She she figured that out and I respect her for that. I actually just don't like much of what she does.
1: She's evolved so much to me though because I didn't like Mm -hmm. her at first so much because of the meat dresses. Mm -hmm. But now it's gotten to the point when I see Lady Gaga, I refer to her as Stephanie. I'm afraid of her I, I get so emotional I get so proud of her Because I'm like That is Stephanie Being mm-hmm. her true self And being the true performer That she is I mean mm-hmm. when she When she performed At the Super Bowl For the National mm. Anthem Tonight during the Grammys I'm like Go ahead Stephanie You do your do thing Do your thing Exactly But I do
0: like that That's She's right. transitioning into right. People will just accept me As an artist yeah. Now because yeah. they already Bought into the persona <laughs> Mm-hmm. I think we're all going to cover the Grammys next year.
2: <laughs> I, feel like, I
0: feel like we, have, we yeah, have a lot of insight right? on music as a business and art. Um, and speaking you know, of music, yeah. best original score.
4: Oh, so happy about S- this one.
0: Me too. Because Ennio Morricone, mm-hmm. or someone'll it's one of those two. Someone will correct me. <laughs> I don't know either, the answer to that one. <laughs> either which way, wins best original score for The Hateful Eight. He scored so many westerns, so many great films. Never, never won an Academy Award, and he wins an Academy Award for the Hateful Eight, and he gets to definitely come up there. Good. Mm-hmm. Just gets to come up there and just talk about it. And a
4: little validation, It's a feel good moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely
0: feel good mo- moment. Because he did the Good, the Bad, and Ugly. He did the Untouchables. He did Bugsy. Oh wow,
4: the Untouchables too,
3: huh? Yeah. That's some good Love stuff. Love this guy. Mm-hmm. This was a career Oscar as well for him. I yes. think and mm-hmm. he was adorable going up there. I mean, you really just wanted to like go, yay! Yeah. <laughs> and they are always going totally. people who don't win, and then you're always so happy for the one yeah. who does. And he he made me feel happy. And mm-hmm. imagine
1: going your whole mm-hmm. life, essentially. Because when, when you're a part of music scoring, I mean, you're, you're giving your whole life to that. It's a craft. Mm-hmm. And, and to be at that point in your career, to have that kind of age behind you, and also something that you don't get any limelight for. You are scoring a production. So yeah. it's people know who you are. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that he had that moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> especially someone like, especially a film like a Tarantino film, mm-hmm. where Tarantino likes, in the typical... Um, Weinstein, because Harvey Weinstein got mentioned a couple times, but in the typical Weinstein format, Mm -hmm. they put the director and the filmmaker out front to market the film. Right. Which could take away from the other craftsmen that worked with that director, but it worked great for him. Yeah. He's the only win for Hateful Eight tonight, out of only two nominations.
3: Right. Mm -hmm. The Hateful Eight definitely did not get as much recognition as I think... I'd say everyone overall Mm -hmm. expected, especially since Quentin Tarantino, typically, Mm -hmm. we see a lot from his films. Mm -hmm. Right,
0: right. So, after that, Best Director. Now, here's a pet peeve I have with the Oscars. Mm -hmm. I only have, like, like
3: four. (laughs) Or five.
0: But (laughs) one of them is... One of them is that you nominate up to ten movies for the Best Movie, but you only nominate five directors. Right. So what you're saying every year is that there are three movies that were great but their director <laughs> but their director isn't the best
4: not so much yeah that's what they're kind of saying
0: <laughs> like no no your movie was great it was one of the best of the year you weren't kind of a and the,
1: how is that even possible in my mind I feel like the director, I mean, just knowing production, he's really the vision of, of the movie. Mm-hmm. Or how she. Can, or she, exactly. <laughs> how, how could I forget us, right? Um, but but how can you have a great movie without a great director? That that seems like it should be a, a joining kind of nomination.
4: Right, they're like leading the ship, the whole crew, mm-hmm. the actors. So.
3: And that was the big outcry a few years ago with Argo and Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, like, whoa, what happened here? <clears throat> yeah.
0: So, this year, it went, for the second year in a row, to Alejandro Uh,
3: Iñárritu.
0: Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) Only the
3: third time in history, I believe, that it's been back-to-back like that.
0: And he was up against Adam McKay, who I, early on, thought he was going to win. Because the Oscar, like, the Academy loves that story of someone Mm -hmm. like Adam McKay, who makes, I don't want to say low-brow comedies, but high, like...
3: High lowbrow, high, high lowbrow <laughs> comedy.
0: Like someone like Adam McKay to make a high lo- to usually makes high lowbrow comedies to make just a legitimate Oscar contender. Mm-hmm. I thought it would be him. Um, was Spielberg nominated? I don't think Spielberg was nominated.
3: Mm-hmm. He, I don't
0: think so. He's, he's gotten on the proof. He was one of the, <laughs> he has enough. He was one of those three movies that <laughs> that they were just like whatever.
3: Been there, done yeah. that.
0: But Inaratsu wins Best Director. Historically, it's about sixty percent of the time. Mm -hmm. Whoever, whatever film wins Best Director wins Best Picture. Not tonight. Not tonight. But there were still a couple other we have to talk about. Best Actress.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: Brie Larson, Room. Yep.
3: So expected, and that I felt like that was like okay, great. I'm glad you won. Like, let's move on. We mm-hmm. want, we all want to know if Leo's we, gonna yeah, get we it. All yeah. we all
2: want to know
3: We all. That, that was probably the 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 worst
1: um, nomination for me because I'm like, we've gotten this far, and we we all are here for the same thing. No offense, <laughs> girl, but get your award. Let's get out of the way.
3: Although I do have to say that I thought if Brie didn't get it, Leo was going to be like really shaking in his shoes because, oh my God, the shoe in didn't get it. What's up for me? So I I was nervous. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) she was a top contender and she
4: is such a compelling actress. Like everything I see her in, I become more and more impressed. Mm -hmm. And I feel like she's so young, but she really Mm -hmm. grabs such mature roles. And even her combination with Jason Jacob, I'm sorry, Tremblay, Tremblay, you know, was so awesome. And I thought it was so cute that when she won, she like gave. A little yeah. high oh, five. Yeah. I'm like, share that moment. Like, yeah. that's how humble she is, and she obviously worked very hard. So, I thought that she was a shoe in, though, too. But she was up against Kate Blanchett, Jennifer Lawrence, Charlotte Ram- Rampling. Yes. Mm. And Sersha Ronan.
0: Not Santa Ruiz? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. See, I, we were talking about this earlier that everyone gets tripped up on her name Sersha Ronan, who starred in Brooklyn and the Lovely Bones and Atonement. It's actually pronounced Sersha.
4: Yeah, it looks like Seorse. That's what I honestly thought it was originally. The so more you know. Yeah. Exactly. Mariana, this a should be our name.
0: name song. But they were all <laughs> but at this level and like at the Academy level, they're mm. all amazing. Yes. Mm. They're all exactly. great. They all like any of them c- could win. Where it's right. like, no, oh, that was probably the best. It's you know, I liked Brie, Brie Larson in Room. Room spoke, Room spoke about a lot, and like, mm-hmm. is a worthy Best Picture nominee as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was a little overshadowed in spe- specifically our viewing station because we were all looking at the clock, and they were running. They were running low on time. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't mention the the Girl Scout cookies bit,
1: <laughs> which was
0: <laughs> hilarious. Priceless. That was
1: good, hilarious.
0: So if they were to have, if they raised sixty thousand dollars, yeah. Sixty-five.
4: 60, yeah, it was $65,243. I meant to
0: do this math. 65000 divided by $2.50.
3: How long has it been since you've bought boxes of cookies? Because they are five bucks each. Yeah, they're expensive. I'm like, free, i do not a half, yeah. You sure?
1: Oh, yeah. I'll I was just a Ralph Maybe last week last week they just shipped me down like this weekend.
4: <laughs>
0: and they're $5. Right, so I'm so always
4: devastated when I don't have a five. I'm like, no.
0: Okay, so 50,000 boxes of cookies. No. Uh, numbers. I can't do the numbers. 30, 30,000 boxes of cookies. We're going to move on. <laughs> so, best actor. As it's very clear,
2: ah.
0: I frequent sports books when it comes to stuff stuff like this.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Leonardo DiCaprio was a 17 to 1 favorite. Wow. To win this.
1: You can't bet a bit. You can't can't bet
0: against that. Mm-hmm. You, can, like, you can't. But you can't bet for that either. You'd have to bet the house to win the furniture. <laughs> On a uh, 17-1, right. like, it's negative. are too
4: good. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs>
0: yeah. you would have to bet $1,700 to win mm-hmm. $1,700. Right. It's ridiculous.
3: Leo has that cash, though. He does. I hope you bet on <laughs>
0: it. The, there's a lot of IP blocking you have to do to actually bet on those sites. But what I found interesting in, in our viewing situation, there were about 10 or 20 hosts all going through the, no- like, all while we go through the nominees and just like everyone was so tense like does he is he going to win is he going to win and i've never in my life seen people so tense and unsure <laughs> About a 17 to 1 favorite. <laughs> right. You just never know. Because you never, know. You it, never it's know. Leo and it's the Oscars.
4: Right, and it hasn't happened thus far, which I feel is already a shock to so many people. Mm-hmm. So it was like, okay, maybe one more year they might not do it. But yeah. a lot of people were saying if he doesn't get it this year, then he's never going to get one. So I felt like yeah. they
1: have to give this man an Oscar, <laughs> please. And we're all tense because we're looking at Leonardo DiCaprio and we're all in the same kind of position where right. we're young and up and coming and this, mm-hmm. that, and the third. It's like... If he doesn't win, it, it almost hurts your spirit and your hope yeah. that you'll ever be celebrated for your hard work. Right. If Leo can't get it, I mean, come on. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah, if Leo can't get it. So for me, that's what it was about. I, mm-hmm. I, I wanted to see Leonardo DiCaprio get it just to restore my faith. Oh, yeah. right. Just to restore
3: my faith. You took it really personally. That's really interesting how you internalized yeah. the win.
0: if
1: he didn't get it what does that say to the rest of us all your hard work is for nothing Mm -hmm.
0: although I think if he never got an Oscar because I've said this about him before this year when he actually won an Oscar and he would keep losing like he would keep getting nominated but not get an Oscar I always said he's still someone to look up to and celebrate because he's clearly not doing it to win an Oscar because he isn't he gets nominated and doesn't win He's doing it because are, these are the films he wants to do. This is his voice. This is his
4: craft. This, totally. this is his
0: voice as mm-hmm. an artist.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Is These are the roles he wants to take on and the things he wants to do. And he's one of the best actors of our time. And he's finally nominated and wins for The Revenant. Yep. Good for him.
3: And Good I have him. to say, did you guys notice Eddie Redmayne's reaction? Who I thought was brilliant in The Danish Girl and mm-hmm. should have been a winner. Other than the fact that I was pulling for Leo. But he looked so so happy yes. when that name is called. So it made me feel good too because Obviously, when you have a category where one person wins, the others go home empty handed. And so you right. can't help but feel sad for them. Right. So when you see everyone else like that excited, yeah, it's a standing real
4: in yeah. the
0: whole room. Yeah. Yeah. I was right, like, they
4: were all like, all right, let Leo yeah. have it. Well, like, well, not, well, to, wait.
0: not to mention, if you were those other four people, you didn't want to be you don't want to be the person. <laughs>
4: yes. Yeah, right? like they would have said probably this should be for Leo. I really or, felt like that would have came up in the speech. I don't think Brian
0: Cranston would say that. Really? I think Brian Cranston would I think Brian Cranston would talk about all the importance of the Hollywood Blacklist and like what that film, what that film is, and like speak talking about like a um, career award mm-hmm. for Brian Cranston. That's what and Trumbo, did, Trumbo was great and kind of un- underlooked this whole mm-hmm. underlooked, right, overlooked, hear, overlooked? Same, over, yeah, we didn't hear much about, about it at all. That like he he turned in a great performance and like I could see Brian Cranston of all people just Leo, you did great.
4: Yeah maybe anyway. a little shout out yeah. at
0: best. Right. Yeah. I, I think they I think they'd all give him a shout out or they or they'd say like wow I didn't expect a Win Leo turned in such a performance. Right. You, he actually ate a bison's liver?
3: Yeah, a raw. <laughs> liver.
2: Like a raw yeah. bison yeah. liver.
0: And he's yeah. vegan?
3: Yes. <laughs> like and so when the eradicated was people. real, yeah. and he had to have his attorneys and agents sign off on it, even though it was his idea to do it, yep. because they were so nervous about actually letting him go through. But do you think the others who would have won in our hypothetical mm-hmm. discussion would have called him out? Because I also feel like then by calling him out specifically, it's a little bit degrading if they said... This one should have been yours, Leo. Like, not to the other four. Not, mm-hmm. like, yours, Eddie right. Redman. Your not yours, anyone else. But, well, Leo, this. I think is. what you guys didn't
0: notice is, I know there wasn't a podium this year, but there's a red button under the microphone, and it's the Kanye button. <laughs> oh. So if you So, you don't have to do it. You just hit the <laughs> Kanye button, and Kanye comes out and grabs the microphone. We're like, help. Hold I'm up, gonna Eddie let red you Man. Finish, but- <laughs> I'm going I'm to let you finish, every red mane, but... Leonardo greatest actor of all time. <laughs> Which would have been amazing. Yes. <laughs> w- it would have been... It would have
3: overshadowed anything else. It yes. have
0: overshadowed Stacey Dash, <laughs> Oscar Broke so the right,
3: internet entirely.
1: Spotlight
0: winning Best Picture. Right. Investigative Journalists. We would have all just been talking <laughs> about Kanye West, dude in debt for some reason.
1: <sighs> I'm just going to pray for Kanye. I, I don't want to give him any... Kanye and Stacey Dash are right there.
0: All right, Best Picture. All the talk, all the rage. There are eight of them. There were really only two favorites.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: It was between The Revenant and Spotlight.
3: Oh, and see, I thought The Big Short. I heard a lot about The Big there
0: Short. There was a lot about The Big Short, but it was heading into the Golden Globes. It was Spotlight's to lose, mm-hmm. and then The Revenant won the Golden Globe, and The Revenant picked up a lot of steam mm-hmm. heading into the phys- in, heading into tonight. That The Revenant was the the odds-on favorite, mm-hmm. and Aratu was going to be the best director. And historically, that's only four out of ten years mm-hmm. that it doesn't happen the other way, that another movie will win. And Spotlight wins. Yeah. You could have found about three or four to one odds on it. Just... For those of you tracking that. I try not (laughs) to bring these things up too much.
3: I I thought it was interesting because I felt like we didn't hear so much about Spotlight. There weren't a Mm. lot of nominations for it. They didn't win coming up to this, really. I mean, they won early on. But I just sort of felt like it was like, oh, surprise, best picture.
0: Right. (laughs) It was definitely a surprise because I think most of us were especially heading into the order they went to was Ineratu wins, then Leo wins, and then it's Spotlight. Right. That said, I think Spotlight was a wonderful film. I think all of the eight Best Picture nominees were worthy of the honor and could all ha- hail the honor of of being the Best Picture of the Year, including Mad Max, which I thought would have been like so punk rock for Mad Max to win Best Picture, because a, mo- a movie that's that just in your face and can make a bunch of money, yeah. and be that just, like a lot of practical effects, like the flames were real, I think, out of that guitar. Yeah. Really? Like, that's how that's how legit that movie was. That I think it's... That would have been a great choice. Bridge of Spies mm-hmm. is... Like, anytime Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg get together, they just get to make a cool movie. Right. <laughs> they just get, like... Because they don't get together unless the movie's that cool and that, that worthy. But I like Spotlight a lot. I think we talked a lot about Spotlight. Are there any of the eight that we haven't really talked about before we Brooklyn, wrap this up? Brooklyn,
4: we didn't address that one. Brooklyn. The Martian was also nominated.
0: The Martian was hysterical. Yeah. I'm kidding. You know, it was, it did
4: have funny (laughs) spots, but I really like, you know, the entire film. I thought it was Mm. really great, and honestly, it was a long film, but I found myself captivated like the entire way, and it just really made me think about the people that are maybe doing the Mars mission in 2017, (laughs) or later, I can't remember Uh. which year it is, but yeah, nonetheless, I thought that movie was going to actually get a little more glory than it did tonight. Mm. I was kind of feeling like that may have been one of those that people thought it was a snub, did they? No, I no, thought that, They weren't
0: feeling that? No, well, I thought <laughs> I thought it was worthy of like a lot of production design and technical awards. Uh-huh. And then maybe maybe even a writing award.
4: Uh-huh. But like yeah. for
0: up against something like Revenant or Spotlight. I thought it was right a little no. outmatched. I thought I, agree. I thought Brooklyn was a little slow. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it was bad. <laughs> I just thought it moved a methodically. little methodically. Methodically. Yeah. Methodically and I know that that they were trying to say something and that was intentional. Mm-hmm. But that was my one piece on Brooklyn. I was like, "Oh, that's it's a very slow movie it took it's time to get there But Bridge Surprise was great uh, we talked about Mad Max I think we've yeah. covered everything
3: it, with Brooklyn, too, one of the things that mm. they weren't nominated for that I actually thought they was they deserved was costume design because I thought they did such a beautiful job like if you watch Sersha Ronan's jackets, for instance, throughout the movie, mm. the color of the jacket reflects exactly what's going on. There were a lot of really nice details in there, so I thought that was a category that they deserved. best picture eh, maybe not yeah.
1: Again, I'm, ha- I'm happy for Spotlight because of, of my background and knowledge about the industry. I was right. happy to see that kind of movie get celebrated. So. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. so I felt the exact same way, and they had the dream team in there: Michael Keaton, Mark Ruffalo, Rachel McAdams. Yeah. Yeah. So I love her. Right, yeah, yeah great. I team. love
0: Rachel McAdams. I will say her performance in Spotlight, specifically, not her ability to perform,
4: wasn't her best, in your opinion? I guess I don't
0: think the role was written. To be a performance role, right, like right. even the clip they showed, even the clip they showed more or less spotlighted the other person. Yes, that she was more a like a straight in a comedy terms the straight man right. to someone else that said she's wonderful.
1: Do you I think this coming. theme of uh, uh, investigative journalism will carry over next year because Tina Fey's got this movie Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. Yeah. You think mm-hmm. that'll get nominated uh-huh. now? That, well, no, that looks
2: <laughs> that it's more a comical. Is it is is, a yeah. it's,
1: it's a
0: comedy. That's a comedy.
1: But, make it a little yeah. something. Yeah. It might.
0: But I think when the room goes this silent, I think it's time to go.
1: (laughs) Wait a second. second. Did we ever talk about Sam Smith?
0: Sam Smith winning... No, we did not.
1: We didn't talk about...
0: Winning song of the year. We just kind of talked
1: about... We grazed over that. We we, should address that real fast.
0: Yes, please.
4: We love him, of course. He's a great singer, and I was hearing out there the really interesting part of that song is he doesn't like singing it, allegedly, because it's such a big range, the highs and the Mm -hmm. lows, and to me, when I heard that song, I loved it. Like, I think it's in the intro of the movie, and Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I'm going to download this immediately, (laughs) so to see him perform it tonight, I thought, good for you, because I know that's hard on the vocals, and he's had some vocal surgery in the past, so, you know, I'm really impressed, and he deserved that. And he
1: he looked great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. His, His acceptance speech was beautiful.
4: And did you guys hear about the Razzies? Since no. we're on the topic of the Oscars, the big Razzie winner mm-hmm. was. What do you think? Let's hear guesses first, and then I'll tell you. So
1: Razzie is the worst. <laughs> the worst uh-huh. Oh man, I feel like the
0: Razzie went to the Room to further confuse everyone.
4: <laughs> no, there's two. There's two okay. that okay. had the big wins. So okay. what do you think? Okay, the Room. I
3: don't know because I can't even think of what yeah, else am. I've seen for not Do for Razzies. You have any guesses? I just know Sandra Bullock that year that accepted her award for both. Yeah. Okay, Fifty Shades of Grey,
4: nice, yes. and the Fantastic Four.
0: The, the, both of those make complete sense. Those were both terrible.
4: <laughs> yeah, Fifty Shades of Grey, I think, took home five, I want to say. I was <laughs> like, ooh, they were the big winner, unfortunately, of that. But nonetheless, they did have a high-grossing film, so they're laughing all the way to the bank,
0: on yep. the other hand. so
3: As they shoot number two. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> and then Fantastic Four, which is just a placeholder so a company can hold on to four characters <laughs> instead of give them to Disney. It's literally what it exists for. The same reason we see so many X Men movies.
3: Right, right, which is really interesting. It just came up with Deadpool recently, right? That the Mm -hmm. characters were actually sold off by Marvel Mm -hmm. because they needed some money back before they realized they were big money makers. And now X Men all belong to Sony, including Deadpool. Mm So Sony's, right, Sony's laughing all the way to the bank.
0: So on that note, Spotlight, (laughs) best picture. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Investigative journalism is back.
1: I think so. It never I, left. I want it to be, yeah, it never but I, left. I really want it to be. And it be, shouldn't be. And I
0: want that. I want more people to see that movie and to understand what true journalism is. Mm-hmm. Also, that if you live in an American city, there's a good chance that some of those priests are still at the archdiocese you go to. Yeah. But then that's the other like really depressing ending to that movie. It's like not only is investigative journalism dead. But there are pedophile priests everywhere.
3: And on that happy note, thanks for joining us. <laughs> All right. But
0: yeah. Thank you guys right. so much. Um, if you guys want to tweet at us to let us know we, we said something wrong, there's a snub we missed, anything like that, starting to my left, Zoe, where can the people find you?
3: You guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Zoe said what? That Z-O-E said what? I'm Zoe Hewitt. And I would love to hear your thoughts. So let me know what you thought tonight.
4: Once again, I'm Samantha Benitez. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Samantha underscore Beneitz.
1: Uh, once again, it's your girl McCall Hall. When sports and pop culture collide, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat
0: at So McCall Hall. And I'm your host Steve Kaufman. You can find me at Steve Kaufman. That is K-A-U-F-M-A-N-N. I'm also on Instagram, Steve underscore Kaufman, but I only do it on Thursdays. I do a lot of shows here at After Buzz TV. I tweet about them regularly. Thank you so much. And I have, I have more things to say. And I'd <laughs> like to thank um, um um and I'm gone. And
3: don't forget, right? <laughs>